Welcome to today's episode of Teaching with the Body and Mind. I'm here with Ross. Hi, Tom. And Joey. Hey. And Mike. Hey, Tom. Today I'd like to talk about something that happened to me at a conference a couple weeks ago when I was presenting. I was showing a video of a young child climbing up onto the sensory table, onto the lip of the sensory table, so she could pour pellets down this tube. And I got challenged by one of the participants. She was convinced that what I was letting the child do was out of bounds. It was just too dangerous. It made me stop and think, was it too dangerous? Why don't you describe how high the table is? I was going to say, yeah, because you're making it sound like extremely dangerous. Well, it's, it's, it's I, I don't 19 it inches is. off the floor. Mm-hmm. So she steps from a step stool to the lip of the table, but then she extends her whole body as high as she can. She's basically on her tiptoes on the on the lip of the table so she can pour the pellets down the tube. The apparatus that you put into the table is not freestanding. It is secured with tape and even within Cross itself. Crossbars and... Yeah. 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 It's sure. very sturdy. Because it, you've learned in your teaching experience that you have been building apparatus apparati, apparatuses and sensory tables for uh, decades. Is that safe to say? 28 years. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you have learned that they that children want to go as high as they can, and you've learned that they'll lean on the things while they're doing it, and so you have learned to reinforce things. This yeah. is a predicted outcome that you, as a teacher, planned for. The reason I showed that video and showed that child climbing was to make a point. And the point was, if you're going to build vertically in your classroom, you have to let the kids go only as vertical as you're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not comfortable with the kid climbing up on this lip of the table, then you don't want to build that high. If you're not comfortable with a kid climbing up a stepladder to the as high as they can go, right. then you're not gonna you're not gonna set out a step ladder for them to do that. You right. might set a, a smaller step stool, but you have to figure out where your own level of comfort is. To back up just a little bit, there was another child climbing up on the table, mm-hmm. and this child I didn't worry about because he he really looked coordinated. He, he, yeah. he wasn't he wasn't at all uncomfortable climbing. When she first started climbing, I could see she was not so comfortable. Yeah. And she was a little bit anxious about it. So as she started to climb at first, I was there. Yep. Because I wanted to make sure she could go yep. up there by herself and get down by herself. Because getting down is even a little harder than getting up. Yeah. And she was able to do it. And what I saw, what really convinced me is that she was keeping contact with the apparatus in the table, three points at all times, mm-hmm. which is very, which is really pretty stable. And that's yeah. something that, because you've been doing this for a while, that's something you know to look for. Again, we always talk about baby steps. If someone is doing this type of play with kids for the first time and you don't know if it's safe, do it at the level you're comfortable with and watch them and you start to notice. And I think most people, even if they don't say it that way, the three points of contact is, is really important for stability. Core muscle strength would be another one that, you know, a child who flops around all the time is not going to do well Yeah, going up high. <laughs> but again, people kind of get to know that. But you have to kind of start with your gut level, but then finding ways to take baby steps to see what the kids can do. And you start to trust the kids a little more. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to have them climbing up tall things. Yeah. I think going with that, it's okay to voice that as the adult to say, I'm not comfortable with that right now. In our gym at the lab school, we have a monkey bar, wooden monkey bar set, 
that's about four feet off the ground. Children go across the bottom, they love to go across the top. And I clearly let my student teachers know it's something that's definitely allowed. If you're not, if you don't feel safe spotting a child on there, don't do it. Say, you know what, I'm not okay being over here. We'll just go across the bottom for now. I think we have, as the adults, we have that right and that duty to say, this is something I'm not comfortable with. Who Do you want to switch spots with me? What's so, going on here? So when I rarely was in the classroom by myself, I had either a volunteer or a teacher aide. And I would always say, if you're in this spot, for instance, at the sensory table with this apparatus, if you're not comfortable with the, with the child climbing up on the lip, then you tell the child that. You, you make that decision. Yep. You own that decision. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to say, you know, that's something Tom lets you do. I'm not comfortable with you doing Mm -hmm. that. And both of you are using that I language, right? That I'm not comfortable. So you're not making the kid feel there's something wrong with trying it. But you are also being honest. In this instance, the child has a very clear... Her goal is not, oh, I want to see if I can balance on here, like a balance beam. Or, I mean, she's just using it as a step. The adult looks at it and goes, oh, she might fall. I might decide as an adult I'm not comfortable with this. This child is just trying to put some pellets in a tube. She's not being a daredevil. She's just trying to right. see how far yeah. she can reach. She's having, she's yeah. taking a challenge in her reaching ability and, and, and in how she gets there. But this concept of risk, this is. I just think it's a really interesting example where it's, you see, I think you see very much that it's an adult concept because when you show this to another group of adults, everybody's adult sense of risk, yeah. which may also be, I'm going to get in trouble at my program yeah. if a kid yeah. falls. I wonder, the child who was stretching, she was nervous. I think she could tell she was, you know, she wasn't just jumping she's, up. She's reaching a level so off the ground that she Internally, normally... whether she would label it risk or not, but she goes, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm going and I'm stretching. I'm doing the best, the biggest that I can. What I hope the listeners get to see is the jubilation at the end of it when she does it and she yeah. just has this this shriek of joy just this yeah I, you know that i did it and it made me kind of think back to the other episodes talking about risk or you know the stories we've told that the importance of having that feeling to really reinforce not only did it feel good that i did it i accomplished something that i really wanted to try to do i now i trust myself more i'm willing to go a little bit more i can yeah. She's not, she, she's, she had walked up to her to the very edge of her comfort level, mm-hmm. and, and she was and she was yeah and she was existing in that area, and I started to think that, wow, that's the area where a lot of learning happens. Well, it's exactly. very it's very yeah. literally scaffolding zone of proximal development. I, mean, I was like just going to say this is like a Vygotsky pitch here. I mean, right? Because you, as the adult, stepped a little closer. You didn't lift her up there, but you maybe put a hand up. For her to she may or may not have done it if you weren't nearby. Yeah, right. Maybe she would. Think, we don't know. Yeah, yeah. because sometimes other kids think, doing it. So yeah, it's, uh, right. If other kids, she why why well, would that she would be the next thing that she had still a zone of proximal development. She is at that point. She sees other people doing it. She knows it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and she's willing to try it. If you have a goal that you yeah. want to achieve, right? You just learn. And Tom wasn't thing. calling everybody over. It's climb the sensory table day. Yeah, right. It's your turn. Right. You know, yeah. can you get the scoop in? Can you get the scoop in? You know, yeah. you weren't. This is just sort of a self-created challenge yeah. for this girl. So, it so, was probably inspired socially, but mm-hmm. you know. So one of the things about being challenged in the workshop, I I still think it was really good. Yeah. I I think 
for me, it was good because I had to think about it. I think it was good for the person who spoke up because mm -hmm. to me, she was owning that. Uh -huh. And Absolutely. we have to own our own uh -huh. feelings and beliefs about children because that's what we're making our decisions on every day. Yep. And if yep. we're not making decisions, then we're just robots or right. whatever. I don't know. Yeah. It's like... Well, yeah, and, and, and so I don't want to belittle her right. her feelings. No, I absolutely. think it's, I think I think it's, it's something that we can hold and say, yeah, I can see that. Yep. And, and all of us in this field should always have that idea of, but what could go wrong? The difference is we're not necessarily shutting it down. Some things we might be, but even the shutting down would be, I don't, I, I'm not comfortable when you're this high. Right. Could you go one step yeah. lower, not move away from the sensor yeah. table? Well, and if you if you You're don't misusing know, it, get out. Or you know, maybe the child doesn't know. Oh, where are the where are the pellets going to come if you put them in that top hole? You could say, I can reach that. Can I put them in the top hole? If you're the teacher who's not comfortable with the climbing, right. I mean, you know, so it, there's other ways to yeah. attain a goal. You're you're still supporting that child's curiosity yeah. and, and challenge. You may not be right. comfortable and, and letting and them do all the parts of it, but their plan can still get yeah. seen through. And your point was important that I'm not expecting every kid to do that. Yeah. Right. But it's the, it's there if a child wants to try and, and do it. And you also don't know enough to know that someone is going to try. You've also, mm -hmm. you understand child development well enough to know that, you know, the highest place I put is, is where someone's going to go. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I need to make sure that that would be safe when it happens. Yeah. And I think the one other point I had in just thinking about the reinforcement that's there, that children are going to go through and really kind of say, hey, are you here? Like, so the adult has to own that feeling of where am I, what's my comfort level, and the child, as you were talking about, and I'm thinking of another training, the circle of security training, talking about attachment, trying to make connections with a trusted caregiver, that the child's looking to you as it's going on. She visually checks back several times, like, hey, are you here? Are you here? I'm going to do this. That's how I'm reading it. That's how I'm interpreting it. And then it's that conversation. You're like, I, I see where you're going. I, I trust mm -hmm. you. We can make this happen. For the woman that challenged you, she can say, you know what? This makes me nervous. Can I help you with this? So, I, where so do you I, could, I, I could have felt that she was judging me. Absolutely. And it was really important for me to not take it personally. Thanks. This was a great conversation. It helped me re reflect on uh, an issue that came up in a conference session. So thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Good thanks, job. Tom. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Teaching with the Body and Bond. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Music is by Big Wheel Popcorn. <laughs>